Hey everyone, welcome to Unrefined Women. I am your co-host Agnes. And I'm the other co-host Margaret. This podcast is an ongoing dialogue between two sisters on the topics of spirituality, religious trauma, mental health, family dynamics, and feminism. We're very grateful you could join us today. Okay, are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Are you alive? What? <laughs> are you alive? Sorry. Barely. I was scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Naughty, naughty, naughty. All right, when... so when's the last time we even recorded an episode together? It's been like a month and a half. A month. I... I think we did the episode talking about movies, like the toxicity of romantic comedies. But also the addiction. Yeah, but I think the last time before that that we did an episode together was like November, I want to say. Yeah, we have not been good at like sitting down and recording episodes together. They're like, well, life's been kind of a shit show. Same. Honestly, they're like my favorite. It's been a huge shit show. They're like my favorite episodes, but it's so hard for like you and I just have like the most insane lives that it's like planning time to like do this is like super difficult, but we get it done, you know, eventually. Yeah. And then we have days like today, we have days like today where it's Monday night and we both went to work all day and we're exhausted <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, I have nothing left to give, but we got to do a podcast episode. <laughs> Such a chore, such a chore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Always a pleasure. So we haven't really had too much time to talk together since November. Now, you came out here and saw me like a month and a half ago Mm -hmm. as well. Early January. But yeah, but like you and I usually talk on the phone, I feel like, a few times a week. And I feel like life's just been so chaotic for everybody the last like few months that we've barely even had time to talk barely. at all like just you and I like on the phone or anything it's, in, it's so. crazy how like hard even like me with everybody recently it's just been so difficult to just like get on the phone with people like I realized last weekend that I hadn't seen mom who lives like 20 minutes away from me since like the week after Christmas so I went, oh, I went wow. home breakfast with her on Saturday morning, but the only availability she had was like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. So I like rolled my ass out of bed at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. I was like, going to see my mom. But it's been different, I mean, which is super nice to see her. It's nice to like catch up. But yeah, it's been really difficult to catch up with people. This is like a really busy season of life for everybody, it feels like. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I feel like everyone's busy and. Everyone's busy and everyone's going through shit. So, well, any any stuff you want to update on your face right now as I say that you're looking oh, at me no. like, don't even ask me that I question. Know. Like the whole point of this episode is to like break down what's going on in my life, but it's like such a weird thing to talk about because like I've never had to talk about this before, and this is my first time like publicly talking about this and like there's been a lot of like speculation (laughs) paparazzi i'm just kidding (laughs) there's been a lot of like people asking like what's going on and there's a lot of people that do know just from me like telling them but when it comes to like general like announcing or whatever it sounds weird to say announcing (laughs) 
Um, I haven't mm-hmm. said anything and it's been, I want to say around three months now. So it's been a while. Um, and I've been able to like process everything. Well, as much as you can in that amount of time. Um, but I am going through a divorce. <laughs> oh my God. It's like so funny to laugh at like right now. Um, but yeah, that's what's been going on in my life. I feel like I don't know if like people are like, oh, I knew it, or people are gonna be like super surprised. Um, I'm also 21 years old, so I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know that I was married. I'm not really sure. Like, I just don't know like what the vibes are. I guess it doesn't really matter, but that's what I've been going through the last couple of months. So um, there hasn't really been a lot of like. like legal aspects of it quite yet but it's been a lot of just like the very initial of like moving and I moved I'm in a new place now and um there's just been a lot (laughs) with that yeah well like right now us recording um this is the first time that we've recorded a podcast together and you are at your new house all by yourself yeah which is actually like super (laughs) exciting like I was, it took a while for me to like be able to get on my feet um, and, you know, figure it out because at the same time I did get a new promotion at my job. So um, in the new year, so I, you know, had been focusing on that. So like I was working the same amount of hours, but with my new job, it like takes a lot more brain power to like, like a lot more brain Mm -hmm. juice to get through my day. So um, having to like adjust to that and then adjust to you know, the separation that was happening and then, um, having to like find a place, figure out if I can afford it, um, and like, you know, apply and do all of that. And then like move into a new place literally took, you know, months. And, um, I'm finally in my new place now. I'm like 99% moved in. I still have like a couple other things that I need to get. And, I mean, overall, like, I was really worried that this would be, like, super hard for me, like, to move. And I feel like I'm kind of in, like, an autopilot mode right now where I'm just kind of, like, going through the motions of every day just to, like, check shit off my list. That it's, like, I haven't really had a moment to, like, process everything that's going on because, like, regardless of, like, the separation, um, moving in general is, like, really hard for anybody. And... Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I was mostly worried about is, like, going through that process of, like, moving out of, like, a home in an area that I loved and into a new place that I'm, like, completely unfamiliar with. So that – I feel like it hasn't really hit me yet. I'm hoping that it doesn't hit me because I don't want to feel that emotion. <laughs> um, but I think for the most part I'm doing pretty okay. Like, I'm I'm honestly just really focused on – getting my life back together and focus on on work and my friendships and uh, myself most importantly yeah which is good to hear because it divorce is like a really really hard thing to go through and it's been six years since I went through my divorce but you know you're right it takes so much brain power and like bandwidth just to focus on like the logistics of it or you have to you know start all over again like move out of this house you have to separate finances you have to figure out who's getting what um and then there's just like the actual like uncoupling from another human being and like 
undetangling like your heart and your your consciousness and everything from them which is you know that's a whole other thing um and then along with it is like the loss of friends and the loss of family you know because the other you know the other spouse's family becomes your family and so you you lose that and so there's just like everything like almost every aspect of your life shifts and then you find yourself kind of reevaluating the relationship with yourself and really like kind of rediscovering who you are all over again as well yeah, and I really want to touch on that too because that was something that I feel like I've mostly been able to process at this point, but was initially really difficult. Was not only like grieving, I feel like I had at that point had already kind of grieved the loss of like, um, you know, the in laws and everything because there still is that aspect of like losing that side of the family, um, but also just like the reaction of my family because we're from a really big family and um I just feel like initially there was like just the fear of judgment and also just like telling people and like all of that was really difficult and I remember just like having to tell my mom and having to tell like my sisters and all of it like I took my time with it but I also, there also came a point and I don't think it was any like situation particularly that made me feel like I was being like directly judged by my family. But there are times when I would like get intrusive thoughts or someone would like say something or there was just like one minor thing that would kind of like trigger this intrusive thought of like, oh, I'm being judged or this is how this situation is being perceived. Um, And especially feeling that way when you know that there is nothing that you can do to like better it or to better make people not judge me in that way and accepting that I am truly making a decision that what uh, you know this this is what's best for me and you know other people are going to have their judgments no matter what but at the end of the day it truly doesn't matter because as long as you're happy with your decision then it's just it all just it doesn't matter, you know, and being able to go through that and process that, I think it was easier once I just kind of like told people and people started to, you know, understand what was happening and being able to like tell my friends. Um, a big thing too with, with like my work was like, I work at a private law firm. So it's like, the rumors are true that like gossip spreads really quickly in private law firms. And because of that, um, you know, it's, it's weird. Cause your coworkers are like almost like your family. Like people like to argue that, but it's kind of true. Like you spend so much time with these people that it's like, um, it's kind of like hard to keep things like that a secret. And so you start telling your friends at work and you want, I feel like I'm at a point now where most people that I do love and trust understand and know what's going on in my life. And unfortunately, there have been a couple situations where people have directly been judgmental towards me or have made the situation slightly harder on me. And I feel like that's just kind of part of the situation that I'm going through. But I think overall, I am really grateful that things have gone honestly as smoothly as they have. Like, I feel like this is probably one of, like, the most peaceful, like, divorces at, I mean, at least I'm still, like, technically going through it, Um, but this far, it has honestly really not been anything too crazy, and that was, like, all that I ever wanted, you know, when I initially um, chose this path, 
Um, so I'm super grateful for that. And I feel like it takes a lot of like mindfulness and self-control to like not be petty and just allow things to just be as they are. Mm, definitely. Well, is there anything you want to share as far as like kind of backtracking a little bit and kind of, I mean, I'm just going to, I want you to kind of like only talk about what you feel comfortable talking yeah. about right now, because, you know, this is, this is something we can continue to bring up in later episodes as you feel more comfortable, but is there anything you want to share about back when you first started thinking about getting a divorce mm-hmm. or kind of like what it was like when you first started taking those first steps towards divorce or any, anything in that, you know, going back to like, Dece- you know, December mm-hmm. time frame or anything in there you want to talk about or, or summarize or unpack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I really want to go into this with the intention that, you know, with me and, um, you know, the person I'm divorced, going through the divorce with, I have nothing but love and respect for him. Like truly, truly, like he was really good to me. And I, I would, I walk away from the situation knowing that we, we had an overall good marriage as much as we could. Um, however, I got married when I was 18, you know, and like, it's so weird to think about that because when I was 18 and I made the decision to get married, like people, when I tell people that they're like, why, you know, what was the, the, um, you know, the motivation of that, you know, a lot of times people get married young because they have children that, you know, they get pregnant or it's religious purposes. Um, for us, it was just, we felt like we were older than we really were. We felt like we were in love and we just did it. Like it was truly like, I just don't know how else to explain it other than that. It was not religious. It was no, it was, there were no kids involved, like nothing like that. And I was so wrapped up in this mindset of like growing up and being this like successful woman or this woman that had her shit together. And I felt like I could get to that faster in a marriage And I think that he also kind of felt that way too. Like we had this like almost like this American dream concept where we would like buy a house and live this like fancy, bougie, you know, middle to high class life. Um, And we would do it together. And we felt like we needed to get married in order to achieve that. And that's why we got married. And from 18 up until I was around, you know, 20, I lived in this I coming out of this now I felt like I was like a 30 year old inside of like an 18 19 20 year old body I was like living the life of a wife like and not to like to my own horn or anything but I like took that role very seriously and I always tried to like be and I you know that's just my nature I love to I want to take care of people I want people to be comfortable I want people to be loved I want people to be fed I'm just like that and so in my marriage I tried to practice that by being that loves loving supportive um wife that took care of my you know my family and my husband um and also took care of myself so I could be my best for my husband and I played that role almost like in a, I don't want to say like blind, like in a blindsided way, but I was just so wrapped up in this like little world of my own. And it really took the last year, I want to like 2022 of me starting to gain some independence. And that was, 
um, me working and building my career and going to school and, and, you know, meeting, meeting new people, new people that I looked up to hearing other people's stories. Um, and just like all these new windows in my life began to open up. But along with that, I felt like almost like I was, wasn't growing up, but I was growing down and I started to realize how, and I say this with love and grace, and this is like a positive thing for me, but I realized how immature I really am. And I realized that because I am as immature as I am, there's no way that I can uphold a marriage right now. There's no way that I can be a wife right now. There's no space in my life, in my head, in my heart where I'm able to give that to someone else because the person who needs that the most right now is me and realizing that and then starting to understand the things I'm going to have to throw away in order to gain that and whether that was worth it or not. And that took a year for me to process that and grieve that and fully understand and comprehend exactly what that entailed and then to finally execute it. And that was the hardest part because there are so many people like hearing about other people's divorce stories of, you know, they spend years and years of them just thinking like, is this possibly something that I want? And then making the decision that this is something that you want. And then waiting another year or two before you're actually able to build the courage to even tell the other person or make that a reality. And um, I felt like I was comprehending all of this. And then it, around the end of the year, it all just kind of came down really quickly because it just came to a point where I believed it so fully and I had thought about it so much that I knew that there was absolutely no way in my life that I would ever be able to continue this marriage that it became like blatantly obvious and not in like a weird, petty, disrespectful way, but you know, when you're with someone all the time and you've known someone for five, six years, you know, when there's something going on in their life, you know, you, you can look at your best friend or your sibling and say, I know that you're going through something right now and I need you to tell me. And then also me not being able to lie to that person. And that's when things started happening, you know, quickly. And it was difficult because once, you know, once you say something, there's really no going back, you know, like there's never and in understanding that was what, what was so scary about, you know, saying something. Um, but once I, and I know I, you know, not to dig too much into like, you know, the logistics and the reality of everything, but I had to say something a, a couple times. It, it took a couple tries for me to sit down and say, this is what I want. And then for me to freak out and get scared and, you know, realize, oh my God, like you're going to be on your own and no one's going to be there to take care of you when you fall. And this is, you know, what if you regret this? What if a year from now you look back at what you have now and you just hate yourself because you threw that away? Because what I had was good. It was, it was comfortable. Um, there was, you know, I, I, I say this for everybody, but you could really you can have any, you can choose to be in any relationship and make it successful with quotation marks, right? Like some people it's like, you can't be with, 
but how many people are there in this world? There are probably, when you do like the math of it all, there's probably like 5,000 people out there that match you, you know, and that you can tolerate Mm -hmm. and that you can live with. But I think you can all, you also need to take that mindset of you can also still live without them. And that's what it took me to understand is that, yeah, I could potentially live in this marriage and in this relationship for the rest of my life. I think that making that choice, you know, it, it would have been difficult to have to get through that, but it is a potential. I could have lived in that relationship forever or, you know, and just as I could with anybody else. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I needed to start to believe in myself and trust my capability that I'm able to take care of myself as well. And once I began to gain that confidence that I am, I, you know, I'm successful, I'm working, I make my own money. And also not even just the material things, but being able to gain the mental capacity of like that independence and that security was when I was able to finally, you know, sit down and say, this is, this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to move forward with. And then to have it, to make it happen. And that making that happen was, was difficult because it was like, you know, now that this is happening, I can't really stay at, stay in this home anymore. And so having to, you know, go stay somewhere else and basically be, you know, staying at other people's homes until I was, because I was, I didn't feel you know, it was weird. It was, we, it's weird. Anyone that goes through a divorce when there's that period of like, you're living together, like you understand, like it's, it's weird. There's no other way to explain it. It's not that it's awful. Like you can tolerate it, but it's just not ideal. It's uncomfortable for all parties involved. And sometimes it's better to just go stay at your brother's house or just go stay at a friend's house. Like that's what I ended up doing for a while because I needed to figure out if that was something that I was willing to do because I chose myself. And now that Mm -hmm. I'm at the point that I'm at now, which trust me, I have a lot further to go. There are still a lot more aspects that need to be taken care of um, with a divorce, but I've moved out. I'm signed under a different lease. I am, you know, everything is separated and I'm still able to look at my life right now. I'm looking around my bedroom right now, which is boxes of everything that I own. And I don't feel regret. I feel happy and honestly proud of myself. Like not to like be all sappy and like weird about it. But like It's okay, you can be sappy. <laughs> but truth- you can be sappy. <laughs> Truly it's like I didn't like, I'm saying this from like little version of Agnes, like looking at my life now and, and even the version of myself, like before I was able to even speak what I wanted, um, with my relationship, I'm able to, like, I look at this now with so much pride that I was able to go through with it and in such a confident way and to, you know, obviously it was, it is difficult. There are days where I'm stressed out. I'm technically still moving out of the house and, you know, there are things that I stress about and I'm busy and I'm in school right now and I'm going through finals actually right now. And, you know, I have had to kind of put things on hold, like a lot of extensions with projects with school, things that I've never had to do before. Um, And, you know, 
it's been difficult, but I'm getting through it. And now I have, I feel like I have created new like life skills of like building confidence and believing in myself and also trusting those gut feelings because I've had all those gut feelings and I did not trust them, which is why I was so afraid of like speaking up about what I wanted. But now that I did trust those gut feelings and now months later, I still trust them and I'm able to look at that and be glad and grateful that I did trust them makes me feel like I can trust my gut feelings down the road. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was one thing that you said a while ago, but I kind of wanted to circle back when you kind of used the word immature. And I guess I, when you said that, I was kind of thinking, well, you're not really being immature. You're just allowing yourself to be where you're at right now. And Mm -hmm. I, I think that's actually a very mature decision because you're 21 years old. Like you're allowed, you know, and you were, and as you said, you were kind of living the life of a 30 year old. Like you're allowed to be 21 years old, a 21 year old living a 21 year old life is not being immature. It's just being exactly where you're at and having the experiences that 21 year olds are supposed to have. Yeah. And like with, this is like another aspect of my life that has completely changed. But, um, after the separation, I met a whole new group of friends and, they welcomed me with open arms and since then like these these friends have been a huge part of my life just and they've been so supportive and just the people that I hang out with all the time now and um it's like I was never like that I was I was I've always been like somewhat of an extroverted person but I've never been a particularly social person and we've talked a lot about this on the podcast but I have and still do sometimes struggle with social anxiety because of just you know being homeschooled and just you know because I'm me um but since all of this you know my life has changed so much and having like friend groups and being more open to you know hanging out with other people and building a social life it has really changed the way like my lifestyle and in a way that like now I'll and and I am 21 so it's like now like we'll go out like we I've gone clubbing a couple times which is like (laughs) so weird to say because like I even like was when I was you know 18 19 20 I would look at you know college students and be like cringe like so weird like you guys are just out like doing crazy shit and getting drunk and like stumbling down the sidewalk and it's like (laughs) not to expose myself here (laughs) but it's like why am I judging myself and why am I judging other people for being exactly who they are for that age you know like I'm a 21 year old woman you know not saying to like practice unhealthy habits because that can definitely become unhealthy but why, why am I, why should I shame myself for having fun and like going out and being a, I am a 21 year old college student. Like it is what it is and I'm going to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. being able to like open up that, that window and embrace that has been so liberating for me because I felt like in the past, like I was very limited of myself based on my judgments on others so I would see other people make decisions and I would judge it and be like cringe or or like you know you're so immature or you need to like get your shit together when in reality 
they were just living their life and they were just having fun and like yeah everyone makes mistakes and everyone does dumb shit but at the same time like everyone has to live their lives everyone has to have moments that they enjoy sometimes we like it, like I don't even know how else to explain it except that sometimes you're allowed to just make a stupid decision sometimes you're allowed to mm-hmm. just like <laughs> hang out with some weird people and just do some weird shit obviously there's like limitations to that you want to make sure you're being safe and not getting in trouble but I don't know I feel like my I'm getting over that like judging other people for for being you know fun and immature and allowing myself to kind of do that and understanding that there is a joy there is joy in that and there's joy in like going out with your friends and staying up till three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night um or Sunday morning whatever you want to call it (laughs) so I don't know it's that's like a whole new aspect of my life that I've been open to and has been uh, really helpful to me to being able to like embrace who I am and honestly find myself because I've experienced like a whole new version of myself since you know the last couple months yeah I think it's so interesting because I think we find often in life if we if we if we self reflect that when we look at other people's lives and we look at decisions they're making and we judge those decisions not only are we putting that person in a box and kind of creating a prison around that person of what we believe they can and can't do but we're putting those same barriers that same prison around ourselves as well mm-hmm. and then like preventing ourselves from being able, able to experience aspects of ourselves or aspects of life you know Absolutely. like when we cut other when we judge other people, we cut ourselves off from being able to have new experiences as well. Exactly. And that's actually something that I did notice or, or something that I realized. I want to say a couple of years ago, I was going through like a lot of body image issues that thankfully I feel like I've mostly gotten over. Um, but I realized that not to like go off topic or anything, but I realized that my judgment on my own body was starting to reflect on my judgment on other people's bodies and I feel like it goes the same way with just like judging people's lifestyles and me judging other people's lifestyles was affecting me allowing myself to live my full truth and just adapt like a lifestyle that came natural to me because you're just literally putting restrictions but by judging other people, you're just putting restrictions on yourself. And that at a point, it just becomes so suffocating. And when you do break that break those restrictions, you need to kind of come to a point like in order for you to not, you know, experience self hatred, you have to just get over it, (laughs) not to be that person like, oh, just get over it. But that's literally it. Like you just need to accept that you're allowed to break those limitations and you're allowed to just be and experience life in the way that life chooses to be experienced. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. It does. I think that's actually really beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, any other things you want to share about this time? I mean, this whole transition. Um, I, I want to say, okay, like last week, I had a really bad week last week, but it's okay. It's a new week. We're over it. We're good. (laughs) But last week I just got like super freaked out of like, oh my God, like what if everybody abandons you and you're just all alone and just like having like really bad, like abandonment issues, which like, I'm not just going to sit here and be like, 
judge myself for that or even like cover it up like I feel like most people experience that like I'm not gonna oh, lie for like, sure yeah well especially during divorce like absolutely like I remember during my divorce like I had I think I had a day a day like after my divorce like I think in a single day I had like 70 different people like defriend me on Facebook like in one day uh, it was just like you know it's like all those people that like are your ex significant other's friends and their family and just like you, like friends like couples like that that was so awkward like going through a divorce and then like all the friends that are like your couple's friends that you go on double mm-hmm. dates with and then they're like in a weird situation and then like people are picking sides and it just oh it sucks so bad but yeah I, I think that when you go through situations like that where you're going through a transition and like you need the support of people the most but yet you're losing a lot of friendships and and family members like I think it's totally normal and valid to have those fears of abandonment because of that Mm -hmm. yeah and thankfully like I didn't really have to go through that as much just because um in my you know, the last couple of years, I haven't really built that big of a social life, which I felt like, you know, that came natural to me. And honestly, like, I kind of enjoyed that. Like, just to give like an example, I was such like a grandma. That's like what my friends call me. They're like, your old life is like a grandma life. because <laughs> I Like, like, not like, so last year, I read a ton of books, like I talked about it all the time. That's all I talked about. I read 39 books in 2022. This year, I read, like, one or two, and it's March. (laughs) Just going to, like, throw myself under the bus here because it's, like, and I love that. Like, I love the fact that, you know, especially last year, I spent a lot of time, a lot of quality time with myself, and that was amazing, and that was great, and that was so good for me, but that's not sustainable all the time you know I'm sure mm-hmm. I'll go I'll go through seasons it'll happen again where I just want to like stay inside for a year and just read my books but um I didn't really have that big of a social life and so I didn't really have like a ton of friends which isn't like sounds like a sad depressing thing but it's really not like I I had my small circle and I was happy with that so thankfully I didn't have to like go through um what you went through because like I know with your separation or your divorce like you you guys were pretty social and so I'm sure like and I watched you go through that too like experience yeah, you were all. living with me <laughs> I was living with you <laughs> and so I'm really lucky and grateful that I didn't really have to go through that I feel like if anything I'm losing my in-laws which I sound really weird to say because it's like it's not that I'm necessarily losing them but they are people that I truly love and care about. And it's, you know, it's difficult to understand that like your relationship with those people are never going to be the same. Um, or if it is, it's going to take years to get to that point. Or, you know, it's just something that, you know, you never talk to them again. And it's something like it is what it is, you know, I'm not like going to get too hung up on it. There are a million other people out there that you know I would love to and I'm sure they would love to be friends with me and spend time with me um but you know it kind of sucks and then also on top of that like when you're married with someone you kind at least for me you have this aspect of like if I and I think I mentioned this before but if I fall then they're there to help me get back on my feet 
And that can be for any other reason. Like, what if I got laid off? Like, what if I got super sick and I couldn't work anymore? Uh, What if, you know, what if something happened and um, like there was a death in the family that just like really traumatized me? Like all these things that can happen that can really affect me. And like, whether that's financially or emotionally or physically, you have this security of this person's, this person has me, like they've got me, they, they can take care of me. And now I'm at a point where the only person, like I have my, you know, my friends and my family, but they also have to take care of themselves. So they're not nest. They didn't make that vow to always love and take care of you. And now I have to like make that vow to myself. And if I'm not able to keep that, then what happens to me? And that's the terror of like the situation. I mean, I'm honestly grateful that that's like the hardest thing that I'm going through because it is kind of like a what if situation more than like an actual reality. But, you know, me going through what I'm going through right now, like I'm honestly doing good. Like I'm moving, I moved into my new place and I'm able to thank God, like afford everything in my life. And I have a really good support system and I have my family, but what happens three, four months from now when things start to settle down and I start to get lonely or I feel, you know, it's really, that's a big thing. Like just feeling alone and not just like alone in the aspect of like, Oh, I want someone to like cuddle with when I go to bed at night or anything like that. But just like feeling like you don't have someone that you can just go to all the time. And that's something that like, I'm scared of happening because I've never been alone. Like I have always you know, since 15 years old, been in a relationship. And even before then, I've been in, you know, I'm from a big family. I've always lived with family. I've always lived with siblings. I've always lived with my mom. I've lived with my brother and his family. I've lived with, um, I lived with you and your ex-husband. And I've always lived with people. And now it's just me. So, you know, it gets scary. And like, I'm, you know, it's fine right now. But like, what happens when it's this starts to become routine? So that's like the one thing I'm, I'm like, kind of struggling with, and just to like, be vulnerable, like, I'm not here to be like, Oh, I have solutions to this issue. But it's just like the reality of it. And it's truly not like, I think that I almost view this as like a challenge, because I wholeheartedly understand and believe that the decision that I made to leave my marriage was a good and right decision for me. Whether I go through that or not, like those hard times of feeling lonely or feeling abandoned, I can say 100% that it will have a positive outcome. Because if this situation had a positive outcome, then that one kind of has to too. <laughs> it all just kind of has to fall, like be okay in the end. So that's kind of like where I'm getting a lot of my courage from. Yeah. Well, I think too, maybe, I don't know if this is helpful or not to really say this, but, you know, kind of what you're talking about, sort of thinking about the future and, and wondering about if there's going to be challenges ahead that maybe you didn't anticipate, or there's maybe going to be some lonely spells ahead that you didn't anticipate. I mean, the thing is, is that I think all of those things are just inevitable in life, whether you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, like we all are going to experience unpleasant feelings, unpleasant emotions, unpleasant seasons in life. That's just kind of what happens. 
but I think the different challenges that we go through, you know, if we navigate them properly, like in a healthy way, and we have the support around us, like, like you have, you have the support of family, you have the support of friends, mm-hmm. but you know, you have new friends as well. You know, that helps set you up for success where when you do go through hard times, you're not going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And you know, going through challenges and being supported, it helps like build resiliency too. You know, it helps be able to, to, um, strengthen the ability to sit with hard feelings and navigate hard times in life. So I, (laughs) I think it's just worth, worth kind of noting that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. you will experience those things at times in life, but you're going to be much stronger. You know, you're going to be a stronger person and and because you're going through so much right now and you will go through so much and it's going to strengthen you. And when you come to those times or you feel those emotions, you know, I feel exactly. confident that you're going to be able to hold them and you're going to be able to work through them and be okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like not to like out any issues within my marriage or anything, but I mean, this is just kind of like a fact of like most of the, like a, a factor of most divorces is like, you know, you, re- you reach a point where you kind of just like mentally check out. And I'm sure you can understand, Margaret, where you just are kind of like done before it's actually done. Yeah. And, and you just kind of like, you're kind of over it. And I think like, I, so I was listening to a podcast episode earlier with um, Kelsey Ballerini, I think her name is. She's a country oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was on the podcast, Call Her Daddy, and I don't really listen to Call Her Daddy. It's a little too, like, mainstream for me. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of, like, an audiobook person than a podcast person, which is funny because I have a podcast. <laughs> but I don't really listen to, like, mainstream podcasts, like, celebrity stuff like that. Um, but I wanted a little bit of inspiration on this episode, so I, like, searched on my phone, um, divorce under the podcast section, but I was like, I don't want no, like, co-parenting divorce stuff, because, like, that's not what I'm going through. I want, like, some young divorce content. So I found this interview with her, and I kind of, like, have been seeing her more, and, like, honestly, like, I'm just gonna out myself right now. I love country music recently. Like, I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. That's so but- funny. I've... I've like moved away from country music just because like I loved it when I was younger and then I like took a break from it for a while and then like a few years ago I like tried to listen to country music radio and it was all like God and the flag and freedom and USA and I was like oh my god this is like some redneck conservative shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more into like I don't know like Like, pop country yeah like more pop country I feel like I really like because I because at work I I mean I'm a paralegal so I just like clickety clack all day on my computer so I just listen to music at work all the time and like I just love country like listening to that in the background because it's just so like easily flows but it's got like that beat to it so and then also like living in Arizona like I live down in like the Chandler Gilbert area so it's like that's kind of like the vibe and I don't know I just for some reason I've, I've always hated on country music but recently I just really like it so I've been seeing like Kelsey Valerini or whatever her name is around recently and just like I'll listen to her music more and I had known that she was going through a divorce and um she made a comment in the episode where and I I heard this before but I was just reminded of this and she said, would you rather be lonely in a relationship or would you rather be lonely by yourself? 
and like I mean like it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to say but it's so blatantly obvious when you ask yourself that that you would so much rather especially being lonely in a relationship I'd so much rather be lonely by myself and that was that like honestly gave me a lot of courage and like made me feel a lot better about you know things up, upcoming hardships right because you're right like what you said you're always going to be going through shit you know like you're always going to have those really dark days those dark months where you just feel like fuck you shit and life does not feel good things keep happening but you also go through seasons of things being really good and life being really good. And when you leave a situation like a marriage or you move away or you cut someone out of your life or, you know, you lose a friend or there's a death in the family, like, or, I mean, I, I guess a death in the family is a little different, but when you, like, there's a decision that's made where you have to choose yourself, you have, you, there's a lot of like, you know, is this, is like, what if, is this going to be good for me? What if this is bad for me? What if I regret this? The thing is, is like, you're always going to be fine either way. Obviously there's exceptions to that when there's abuse involved, you know, with, you know, we experienced that with our, with our parents, obviously you need to leave if that's the situation. But a lot of the time, like either way, you're going to be okay. And once you believe that and understand that hardships are going to come regardless, happy moments are going to come regardless. The universe, like I, a lot of people will probably make fun of me for saying this because like now everyone likes to make fun of spirituality and everything. At least as my, like, I feel like a lot of people like laugh at me when I say some like weird hippie shit, <laughs> but the universe like truly takes care of you. And when I say that, I say that in like, a part of me that used to be religious, you know, we grew up religious. And so our hope and like our confidence and motivation came from like God and Jesus. And now it's like, I don't necessarily have like a God, except I like to just use the word the universe because I think it's inclusive to any sort of higher entity. And just kind of coming back to that, like comforting mentality that whatever that person or that thing or that energy is, they're there to take care of you. They're there to love you and they're there to provide for you and you can't see it. But we've all been like, let's even like talk about like money. Like we've all been through hard financial shit, like most humans on this earth. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I mean, some people really have the shit under the stick and it's awful and it's tragic. And I truly sympathize. And I even myself do a lot to try to help out those people but at least for like even you and me, like having a moment, like a m- couple months where you just don't have extra income or you're stressing about money, but you get through it. Like somehow you're provided for. Somehow something happens and you're able to work through it and you're able to feed yourself, keep a roof over your, over your head, take care of the people you need to take care of. And once you start to, as you get older and you're able to experience that more and more, I, I, I personally feel like that's like where I find a little bit of like spirituality or religion in my life is where I'm truly desperate and I'm able to just look at past experiences and just think I was taken care of before and I didn't I wasn't able to see who it was that was taking care of me. But I believe that they're still there with me and they're still taking care of me. Mm. Yeah, it's a powerful statement. Thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's like let's just let's keep like some of the good aspects of religion without like the trauma right <laughs> right oh my D's. god yeah the chores <laughs> of it all <laughs> oh my gosh totally yeah yeah anyways i feel like we're kind of coming up on the end of the hour but mm-hmm. I think this is like a conversation that I'm sure we'll continue to talk about and unpack, mm-hmm. you know, as we go through this year, because, you know, anytime you go through a big life change, it really, I feel like it really takes a good solid year to really settle in and integrate into a new life, whether you're yeah. moving, whether you're getting into a relationship, you're getting out of a relationship, you know, starting new jobs, like all, all of those things really take time. And I think, I th- I just think with everything, it really takes a, a full calendar year to really kind of integrate into the new change you've made. So yeah. I, I'm, I know we're going to continue to talk about this throughout 2023. Yeah, and I'm so excited, and I'm I'm just so grateful that I have this platform to be able to express this because, I mean, like, it's been, like we were saying before in the beginning of this episode, like, it's been, it has been difficult with everything going on in our life to be able to keep up with the podcast, and a podcast is a lot of work, and it's a lot of investing, and, you know, there are times where we have more time and energy to devote to it. And other times where we don't. And, you know, thankfully for our listeners, you guys have been so patient with us and allowed us to kind of go through those different seasons of, you know, the quality of the podcast. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm so grateful that we are, we have continued to invest into it because I wouldn't be able to have conversations like this. And especially with you and, you know, to people that I know truly love and support both of us. And I'm just really grateful that we have this. Yeah, same. Yeah. Everything, everything she just said. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that was like my gratitude prompt, but we'll have to ask anyway. (laughs) Okay. All right. Agnes, what are you grateful for today? Uh, I'm grateful for my mattress because I got a brand new mattress like a big girl and it's so comfy. (laughs) Aw. Is it one of those memory foam ones we were talking about? Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to send you the Amazon link to be honest. But But it is like a... But it's like a memory foam one, right? Oh, like one, it comes you know, in the like box. The one that's like, yeah, it comes in the box and you have to wait like 48 hours. But then when you lay on it, you just feel like you're sitting on a cloud. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I See, I'm, I'm still a little baby. I don't know these things. <laughs> 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 Margaret, what are you uh, grateful for today? Hmm. What am I grateful for today? Oh, I don't mm, Hold on. I got to think about this for a second. I might just have to go simple. And grateful for little moments, like where you get to just like not think about all the hard things in life and you get to like focus on good things in the present moment. And I feel like I got to have one of those today after I got off of work and I picked up Brayden and we went to um, we went to the soccer field and we kicked the soccer ball around for a little bit and then we got pizza on the way home. And that, that was Aww, really nice just to like have have that little hour after after a Monday, you know, to just yeah. like spend time with your child. So that's what I'm grateful for uh-huh. today. That's amazing. And I just have to put this out there. Like, I love your relationship with your son. Like you and Brayden are just amazing. Like you guys are just like two peas in a pod. Just so happy together. It's amazing. Oh, well, yeah. well, we're not always happy together, but you know what? Like, eh, well, family's family. <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering that he's almost 10 now, oh my you know, God. he's, he's like a whole little. I holding him when he was a little baby. I know he's 10 now so he's getting closer he's getting he's getting closer to adolescence so he's definitely like exhibiting more be like 
more of those like adolescent preferences, like wanting to have like time to himself. He wants to play with his friends, you know, sometimes he's too cool. Sometimes he's too cool for mom, but you know, like then of course in the morning times he comes and gets in bed and wants to snuggle. He wants his mommy snuggles. So we're in that little, we're in that phase where it's like, he's totally like turning into a little adolescent, but also, you know, he's, he's still my little boy. So he's still soft inside. He always will be. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to try to do this again soon. So we're not taking so long. (laughs) So we're not taking so long to put out episodes. But also, but also, you know, there's always like little solo podcasts too. And sometimes we just have to do those temporarily just to kind of get through challenges especially when our schedules are not syncing up or mm-hmm. you know we've definitely I think both of us have had a lot of those weeks where we text each other like hey you want to do a podcast episode and the other person's like no I'm totally in the middle of trauma right now and unpacking yeah. trauma I can't I can't talk to anybody about anything right now I just got to get through my day I so, know I'm like surprised that I was able to like get through this I feel like this experience for me personally hasn't necessarily been like a very emotional one but I was like, oh, my God, like, what if I get on the podcast and I just start, like, hysterically crying? Well, Because <laughs> I'm know. just, like, opening up. Like, for the, I mean, this is the first time I've, like, publicly opened up about this. But I think I did good. A little pat on my back. Yeah. And, you know, if you did his- <laughs> and, you know, and if you did hysterically cry, that's totally appropriate, too, given the circumstances. That's okay. <laughs> Can you imagine so. being a listener just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well we got through it yeah thank you everyone i really appreciate all of your guys' support um and thanks for not judging i mean like sorry to just put that out there <laughs> hopefully i didn't get too much judgment <laughs> oh my gosh we believe in the power of taking even one minute a day to breathe and find gratitude in the little things wherever you are If you are able, close your eyes, take a deep breath in and out, and reflect on something that you are grateful for today. We are so honored that you could join us in this discussion today, and we hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's Unrefined Woman podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. To check out other episodes, please visit our website at unrefinedwoman.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. To stay in the loop and receive access to additional content, please follow us on TikTok, username unrefinedwoman, and on Instagram at unrefinedwomanpodcasts. Special thanks to Walter Birdsong for the album cover, Margaret Rainey for our podcast music, Andrew Cioni for our gratitude prompt music, and Sean Butcher for editing and production. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.